Each episode of Education with an Edge is meant to create, cultivate, and inspire honest discussion about issues affecting youth. Hosted by author, artist, educator, advocate, and speaker, Jaquel Lane. Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Jaquel Lane, and this is Education with an Edge, the podcast where every child matters because that's what we believe and you should too. I'm so honored uh, to have James Mansky here today uh, with us. And uh, thank you, James, for being a part of the show. Definitely. Thank you for this opportunity. Yes. And you come with an illustrious biography. Um, James became an entrepreneur at the age of 10. And then at 15, he launched a well-known lawn and landscape company with seven divisions. With more than 18 years in the customer service industry, James has additionally built multiple successful businesses in the Omaha metropolitan area, including a real estate investment company and an innovative construction equipment manufacturing company. He is also a licensed real estate broker. James shares his successful process of thinking horizontally in his brand new book, speaking and coaching programs to help others find multiple corollary options to expand sales, businesses, and growth, as well as reduce risk while creating great success. His creative but simplified thought process and unique ability to envision industry-leading transformations makes James an encyclopedia for all entrepreneurs. So, awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Such a a myriad of accomplishments. Thanks for the kind words. (laughs) Absolutely. You deserve them. Um, So, you know, James, since this podcast is dedicated to, to youth who are in interested in bettering themselves. Um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your childhood, where you went to school, all that good stuff? Sure. Yeah. So I'm a son of traveling parents. So my dad was international banking. My mom was actually a flight attendant. So I was born overseas in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. I don't know if you even knew that. I did not know that. So <laughs> I was awesome. only there for a couple of years before they moved back when his contract was over. And my dad's family is from Nebraska. So we came back to Omaha and I've been in Elkhorn Public Schools through all my schooling and went to college at UNO. So kind of coming full circle back to Nebraska where he's from and uh, been here ever since. I love that. And um, this is actually not one of the questions I was going to ask you, but you have an awesome scholarship program that uh, is at Elkhorn South that you dedicated. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So I was actually, there was, when I went to high school, it was either your GPA score or you're going into medical or you're going into engineering or something that that's where they gave out all the scholarships, right? It was promoting the best grades and the brightest people. So I was not in that category. I was still smart, but I didn't push myself to get a 4.2 GPA. Right. And there was no scholarships from previous Elkhorn graduates for business or anything. So we started the first entrepreneurial scholarship when it was just one high school. And now we have it at all three schools with Elkhorn North started out. So that's uh, $15,000 total towards people advancing into business or entrepreneurial studies. I love that. I love, I love um, that you're supporting the school that you went to and giving back um, and seeing a need and filling a need because that's really what it's all about. So exactly. Very, yeah. Very cool. And it, we don't look at GPAs. I mean, with our committee of people that go through all the scholarship applicants, it's not about who has the highest GPA or who has $50,000 to UNL or UNO or wherever they're going. It's who's got business mindset or currently has a business in high school that we can help to further their education. Very, very cool. Um, so what did you dream about when you were growing up? Like, what, what did you dream this about becoming? This question was tough. <laughs> but I remember back in 
in probably when I was 10 years old, I always wanted to do marine biology for some reason. Very cool. But I love the ocean. I love like marine life and the idea of being in the Caribbean and just being on a boat and going and studying the ocean just seemed like a dream job until I realized how much their average pay was. And I said, I can't live off $32,000 a year, whatever that was back then. Um, but I always knew I was meant for something bigger. I didn't know what it was when I was in elementary high school, but I always knew that I was capable of doing more and giving back more. So it always evolved into what can I build or what can I do just to help people. I'm I'm very interested by the marine biology. I think that that would have been I maybe I wanted to do that when I was little, just play with the dolphins. Yeah, <laughs> sounded exactly. like a good a good plan. Very very interesting. That's why I love these podcasts. I learn so much about people. Um, and then obviously how you use that to catapult and then decided to help other people, you know, that you always mm-hmm. wanted to do. Um, so, you know, since this show is geared towards inspiring young people as well, what do you think the most significant obstacle or challenge has been for you in your life and how have you overcome it? You know, I've never really had any big obstacles. I was probably like every other kid in school. I There was some people bullying me, staff even too. So staff and kids were... Um, I never let it get to me because I just always knew and I read early on that just the best revenge is success. So I just kind of sucked it up, worked harder, did everything I could and just to prove myself later down the road by not saying anything, if that makes sense. Yeah. So it was more of, of just being able to prove that I was better, not sure. than anybody else, but just better for myself. Absolutely. And then that kind of snowballs into helping everybody else too. So even the people that might have treated me poorly in the past, now they're I'm still friends with some of those people or as many as I can be. There's no grudges, but I want to just build something where it's it's open to okay, if you acknowledge that you everybody did something wrong in their earlier years, then we're one step closer. And another thing too, I was I was in everything in school. Like middle school, high school, I was in all the sports I could be in track, soccer, football, clubs, um, chorus, band, jazz band, Olympus club, like on and on and on. And a lot of people thought I was crazy for doing all those things. They're like, why are you putting so much stuff on your plate? Um, But looking back, that was one of the key attributes to where I'm at now. Because by taking all that stuff and constantly being productive in different things and learning different avenues, now when I get a bunch of data or a bunch of things coming at me, I can easily analyze and plan them. So nobody ever told me that growing up. I mean, that was just something that I came to find out that getting into as many things as I could, you're learning as much as you can, but that also helps you in the long run too. And I also love that because you're exposing yourself to different groups of people. Um, and I, I mean, especially at Elkhorn South and I, I don't know how big, how big was your graduating count? It was class. about 380. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a, that's a larger school. And so the fact that you were able to do that and keep up with everything is excellent. But I love to give that advice to students and kids because expose yourself to different things, you know, and even if it's, I mean, you know, and I think there's stereotypes where you have to be in sports or you have to be in drama and you can't do, you know, or whatever, or music or whatever it is. And it's like, the fact is, is that they can play off of each other. And it's, it's in life, you have to be comfortable around a lot of different people and you might not not even know your interests or whatever at that young of an age. So that's an excellent, excellent, excellent point. Yeah. And even with the the people that you meet, I mean, (laughs) 
I was around the jocks. I was around yeah. the, the band people, the yeah. chorus people, the really smart people in Olympus Club that yeah. have double the IQs that I had. But I was in all those groups and making friends with them. Right. And just being yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wasn't trying to show off or be, I wasn't the best football player or best, you know, musician. Yeah. But you learn so much from being in those circles and then that carries with you for the rest of your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so James, you've done so many, so many things at such a young age. So what is it, you talk a lot about, you know, your passion to be successful. So what is it that drives that passion for you? For me, it all comes down to the people. Um, I just want to help as many people as possible, whether that being creating jobs for people. Um, I want everybody to make as much money and have as better, the best opportunities available. Um, I'm also just building for the future. So right now I want to get work as much as I can every day of the week to provide for when I do have a family that I can take time away, spend time with my kids, my wife, travel whenever you want to, and not be worried about money at that, po- at that point. Because nowadays everybody, there's no right or wrong time to get married or have kids. Absolutely. Back in the day, yes, if you weren't married or had kids by 2025, yeah. people looked down on you. Yeah. So now I would rather put everything in place first so that way when that time does come you're not arguing there's no money issues there's no time with your kids you're not missing sports you can't travel wherever you want to go in the world so I'd rather get all that stuff out of the way first absolutely grind really hard now so that you can experience like the fruits of your labor later and that I think that is a difficult balance for a lot of people that work-life balance especially when you do add a family and a relationship and things like that so very, very valid point. Um, so um, you are very passionate and you have an entrepreneurial spirit. Can you tell us a little bit how you started your first business and what the catalyst or reason was behind your reason for wanting to become a business owner? Because that's a lot. You were young. Yeah. You are yeah. really young. Yeah. I don't remember how old you are in ten, when you're 10 years old. Fourth grade? <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Fourth or fifth grade? I think, yeah. So I actually started a business with my neighbor. My parents lived in the back of um, one of the golf holes like on the golf course. Yeah. So we used to go golf ball hunting, find golf balls in the creeks. We'd wash them up, polish them, everything, and then sell them back to golfers. So we just set up a table and sell them back to people. And then we started selling pop. Um, the reason we just wanted money to, you know, do what 10 year olds do, go spend it in arcades or whatever. And it got to a point where we were making so much money a week that the owner of the golf course came to my parents' house and said, we're taking too much business away from their clubhouse and the cart girls, so they had to shut us down. (laughs) So I got an early experience of of what could happen when you grow too fast. Right, right. Um, So that kind of of started my journey, and then in high school, I just started mowing houses around the neighborhood and kept working after school practice on weekends and then kept building, building, built it through college, and then realized at some point that, I have a lot more flexibility working for myself than somebody else and continue to build it, double down. And that kind of led to where I'm at today. Absolutely. That's a great, I love the golf ball story. I lose a lot of golf balls, so I probably would (laughs) have been asking, asking for your assistance. And another thing my parents did early on is they, they put in perspective, perspective, the value of money. Yes. So I never got Abercrombie and Fitch stuff for Christmas. Mm -hmm. Like I had to save up birthday present money or golf ball money or yeah. whatever it was, and then go out and buy it myself. Yeah. Even my first vehicles, I had to buy them all myself, insurance, cell phones yeah. in college. So just that value of money early on where nothing was handed mm-hmm. to me. I mean, I lived a, a good life, but yeah. if I wanted something that was more than Target 
yeah, clothing sure. yeah. and I had to save up for it. No. So I had to figure out a way to make money to do those things, mm-hmm. which I appreciate them for teaching me looking Absolutely. back now. Such a looking back now. Yes. yes. Such a valuable lesson. Cause I think it's hard for some, some young people to understand that it really is truly for, for their good. And that happens. Um, absolutely. Um, so when in your life can you think of a time um, when you really made the most difference or you feel like you made the most difference? So every year I, I try to make a bigger difference than the year prior, yeah. whether that's donations or fundraisers, um, mentorships. So for me, they all kind of build upon each other, but I would go back to the scholarship because, no, like I said, I didn't have a scholarship to go to college and just helping these people start their businesses or build their businesses from that. It's a great feeling that nobody's done before at Elkhorn. So it's it's something that I could at least give back. And then I always give them my contact info. If they ever need help down the road when they start a business after college, that I'm happy to help them. Um, there's plans to do some other stuff for military and veterans. Yeah. Because a lot of my family is military Absolutely. based. And it's just getting to that point. So once that does come into play. Yeah. But that's a big passion for me is these people sacrificed everything for us to be sitting here right now safe. And we, everybody kind of just brushes them under the rug and says, okay, yeah, they're fine. They're fine. And then nobody pays attention to them. Absolutely. I just um, mentioned to someone this morning, I was like, we're so blessed to live in a country where there is a free and appropriate public education system. And that's something that I, that obviously so many men and women fight and die for um, and something that we should really be grateful for. And I always try to remind students and things that it's like, it's not like this in other countries. Like there is no such thing as public education. You know, Mm -hmm. you, you start working when you're born, if your parents don't have money and that's to send you to school and that's how it is. So, um, excellent, excellent point. And I, I love that you're thinking about doing something for veterans. That's wonderful. Um, so you've had a huge year. You recently wrote a book called Thinking Horizontally. Um, so can you tell our audience a little bit about this book and why you set out to write it? Yeah. So the biggest reason was, <clears throat> of course, to help other business people, business owners, business managers, um, finding corollary opportunities to build upon. So utilizing your existing staff, your existing skills, assets, building, whatever that may be, to find other opportunities to build wealth. Um, the stats are crazy with new businesses. 20% of small businesses fail in the first year, 33 fail in the, within two years, 50% fail five years and 66% fail in 10 years. So I want to help as many business owners overcome those statistics because mm-hmm. nobody, nobody really taught me. Right. Like I never worked for a different company. Right. So I had to learn all the mistakes and spend hundreds of thousands of dollars learning those mistakes. Uh-huh. Um, so I just want to help as many people as I can to overcome those. And I figured the book is the easiest way where I can't maybe talk to somebody in a different country or a different part of the, the country. Right. Um, effectively where they can use those fundamentals and just use them in their individual business. Absolutely. I, those statistics are staggering. And so I also love the, you know, with the, with your scholarship and then mentoring young people into entrepreneurial, um, um, the entrepreneurial arena. I think that you said it all when it's like, if you can help individuals from making the same mistakes, right. That's, that's where it's at. That's key. Yeah. Um, so congratulations on your book. Um, uh, you know, if there was one piece of advice that you would like to give to a young person or that you could go back in time and give to yourself um, about just what you need to do to be successful in life, what would it be? You know, if I was to go back, I would just say to follow your own passions, not somebody else's. Yeah. 
That's the biggest thing. Um, and don't care about what other people say about your passion. Just live your life, do what's best for you. Um, you also make a lot of friends growing up in schools, mm-hmm. school, college, everything. But at one point, everybody kind of goes their own ways. Yeah. It's sad. You still stay in contact, but you don't see them every three days or every day like you used to. So everybody's, you know, that's going to happen. So what they think about what you're doing isn't important in the, in the scheme of life. It's important for those years in school. And then after school, you're stuck doing it by yourself. So you should be focused on what you're doing to make yourself the best you can be and work harder than everybody else. That was, if I would have gone back, I would have gotten the mentorship, got as much information early on and just not worried about what other people said or thought Mm -hmm. and just do me as best as I could do me. Um, And time's the most valuable thing, of course. I mean, those cherish those moments in school because they're fun. They go (laughs) way too quick, but the longer you push stuff back to better yourself, it just pushes your dreams back also. Excellent advice. Excellent advice, especially in a society where the comparison game is so prevalent. And I worry, I do worry about, I worry about adults with this, but I do worry about kids and comparing and the social media. So that's excellent. Excellent advice to blaze your own trail. Um, so who was or is a mentor, teacher, or impactful person in your life, and how have they helped you? You know, throughout, throughout my growth, I've had a lot of good mentors. Uh, most of them are friends, and they've helped me in different ways, like Van Deeb, Travis Freeman, Larry Rasmussen, like local people, parents, of course. Um, they've helped me through difficult times, even if it's a question that I'm not sure about in a different industry, they're willing to help. So they would drop anything for me because they're, they're friends. They're mentors that turned into friends, and that's how it seems to go. Um, and I wasn't trying to use anybody. It's just people are open. Those those great people are open to yeah. sharing their information. Yes. That's why I was so lucky to share my information with people too. Yeah. So without them, I feel like the more you close off yourself from just trying to reach out to those mentors in your field or where you want to be, yeah. it's it's detrimental to just life in general. You need those people in your life to, to help and just have a shoulder to lean on or be friends with, hang out, um, ask difficult questions that you might not be able to ask your parents. Yeah. Cause that's something too, that most people don't think about you. It's an outside mm-hmm. voice where mm-hmm. it's not your parents where there's no judgment if it is a difficult situation, yeah. but they're going to give you an honest answer no matter what. Absolutely. Um, and I think too, having the confidence to reach out to those, to those individuals, having the confidence to step out there and, and ask for help is a big part of success as well. You have to be willing to do that because most of the time they're open. Um, they're open to it. Um, so what is the next big thing for James Mansky? Man, there's a lot of ideas. There's a lot, <laughs> a going, lot going on. on. <laughs> there's a lot going on. Um, I'm currently working on a on a workshop where in my industry, the green industry, where I can t- help business owners go from plateau to profit, and it's going to be a two-day workshop, so we're, that's in the works to start next month, um, so that's something, too, that's going to be all online where I can reach companies around the U.S. Cool. or others, other countries, hopefully, and something where, like we talked about, nobody helped me through all those issues, yeah. so if I can save one person one issue that saves ten, hundred, a million dollars, yeah. you know, then it's worth it. So that's what I'm focusing on now is just how to teach more people in our industry because nobody's doing that right now. No, 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 they're not. So add educator to your list, James. <laughs> Teacher, right up there. Um, no, that's wonderful. Um, 
And then this is a, this is, I ask this to all my guests, but it's the one that sometimes it stumps people. What do you want your legacy to be? And we kind of alluded on this a little bit, but just impacting as many lives as possible. Yeah. Like whether that be an employee's um, mentorship for other business owners or business people in the community with philanthropy work, the more knowledge that I get every year, I just want to share it. Yes. Because what, what's the point of keeping it to myself? Yeah. So I just want to be able to share as much possible, whether that be in business life and also create as many jobs as possible too. So whether that be mine company or help somebody else's company grow from one to 500. Absolutely. I love that. Finally, if there was one quote or motto that you live by, what would it be and why? So here's something else too, that there's a lot of quotes depending on the day. Right. Like if I need more motivation, there's motivational quotes. But the biggest thing every day and every night is just focus on what you're spending your time on. So is it something that's moving you forward or or keeping you stagnant or actually moving you backward just from your decisions. And the moment that you stop moving forward, you just keep pushing your dreams further and further down the line. So whatever you can do each day, each night, even if it's just reading or watching a YouTube video on, on a mentor or a, a person in your field that's successful, just to learn something from them, you're still growing your mind. So it's still something that's going to be moving you forward. So it's what are you watching? What are you listening to? Is it negative stuff? Is it positive stuff? So that's why every, every moment of my days, I'm, it's, it's more of what's going to be moving me forward, what's gaining and building my brain mm-hmm. with more knowledge than making me feel like I'm staying the same. Right. Or moving stagnant. backwards, yep. stagnant. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, excellent, excellent advice. And there is one other thing, too, um, that we might have... I might have gone over a little bit, but the biggest thing for for people to do now in the school or the younger age is just to invest in themselves. Yes. So I was grateful my grandpa gave me, it was actually a Donald Trump book in the early 90s when he was building. So that one book took my mind out of anything I've learned in school. Like, why are you being satisfied with the status quo where you could be doing more? So just for, for young people, for kids, for high schoolers, college kids, it's getting as much information as you can. Like watch the pod or listen to podcasts, watch YouTube videos, read books, go to seminars, listen to speakers. A lot of stuff in the community is free. Yes, absolutely. That's what I always say. There's tons of resources that, you know, you can take advantage of. Yeah. So those, those will help build. And I wish I would have known more about that earlier. Invest in yourself first. Don't buy the cars or the, or whatever you're going to buy, but Spend it on yourself in your in your teens, early twenties, and that's just going to snowball down the road. Absolutely, that's very, very profound and solid advice. Um, well, James, thank you so much for the work that you're doing and the lives that you're changing. Um, we are so grateful at yeah, Education with an much. Edge for spending time with us and for encouraging, inspiring youth all across the country. Um, one of the biggest things is that um, we just want to know where we can keep up with you and all the wonderful things that you're doing. So if you want to say, I mean, where yeah. can we buy your book, Where your yeah, website so for your company, all that good stuff. Sure. So social media, it's just James Mansky or Facebook. It's the real James Mansky. Um, find me on LinkedIn, everywhere on social. And if you'd like to get a copy of the book, you can go to jamesmansky.com forward slash thinking horizontally. Wonderful. Be well, happy to help anybody with any questions. Yeah, absolutely. For. Absolutely. Um, 
Well, and like I said, thank you so much for being here with us today on Education with an Edge. Um, This is the only podcast that's dedicated to uh, Every Child Matters because that's what we believe and they are our future. And we wish you a blessed and happy day. Thank you. Thank you. If you have a question or just want to learn more, go to jaquellelane.com. Thanks for listening to Education with an Edge. A Huda Media Production.